Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Imperfect Leader Podcast. I'm Scott Neal, your host. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Dr. Jason Jones from Jones Family Chiropractic here in Elizabeth City. I'm excited to bring you this interview. Before we get to the discussion with Jason Jones, I want to let you know about a few upcoming guests I will feature soon on the podcast. First up is Holly Lawyer, Executive Director of Albemarle Teen Challenge. Holly is doing a fantastic job serving several young ladies who are facing some really difficult challenges in their lives. I'm looking forward to speaking with Holly. We've also got Craig Stevens from Church of the Redeemer, an Anglican church here in our community. I always enjoy speaking with Craig. Any chance I get, he's coming up soon. I have a few other guests I'm scheduling, and I can't be more excited to bring them to you. I'm going to have Anna Coker back soon. I know many of you enjoyed learning from Anna and getting to know her, and we're going to have her back, and we're going to discuss mental and emotional health, and then I also want to have my wife, Lana, back to join me again soon, talking about some leadership stuff and church growth and on and on it goes. I might even throw a few podcasts in with just me discussing some leadership stuff and also some spiritual growth stuff too. If you haven't, please go by iTunes and give us a five-star rating and share and recommend this podcast to as many friends and family members as you possibly can. Well, thanks so much. And let's get to the interview with Dr. Jason Jones. Jason, welcome to the Imperfect Leader Podcast. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Looking yeah. forward to it. Well, we're glad you are here. Now, I know there are some people listening who have no idea who you are, so let's just jump right into this. I'd like for you to help our audience get to know you a little better, so tell us about a little bit about yourself. I'm going to ask you some other questions in a moment, but just a little bit about yourself, your family, and your business. Kind of intro us into who Dr. Jason Jones is. Sure, yeah. Um, so been in Elizabeth City for the last 17 years, um, active practicing uh, chiropractor. I'm 43 years old, have uh, an amazing wife, have two amazing kids, um, 17 and 14, um, who keep me super duper busy. Right, um, I bet. So I would say in a nutshell, that's probably it. There's there's tons of other tangents we can go on, which I think we will. Uh, but yeah, in the in the short, that's that's me. Now, what, what are the names of your children? Ethan and Abigail. And you said how 17 and? and almost 15. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a fun age. Good times. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> now, you mentioned about your, uh, being married, amazing wife. Allison is her name. Correct. Tell us a little bit about how, how did you get to know her? Where'd you meet her? Good question. There. Good question. Um, so we met in undergrad, uh, which was at uh, Troy State University in Troy, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, she is from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. She moved up there to go to school. I grew up like a half an hour from there. So I grew up in South Alabama. And, um, you know, I was in, in college, uh, you know, we worked in the same area. We we're both doing like a work study thing. And I just so happened to, um, my, where I was working, they took over like the pool. She mm-hmm. was one of the lifeguards. Right. And we just kind of met that way. Um, and there's a real long story with that. That's, uh, probably be pretty, it's hilarious to me, uh, which we probably don't have time to cover. Uh, but that's essentially how we met, even though, um, once we left undergrad, and this was in the late 90s or mid to late 90s. Um, she would tell everybody we met on the Internet, uh, which was uh, <laughs> not too cool back then. <laughs> but it was a good time. Yeah. Troy, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know that I've ever met anybody from Troy other than I actually was there when I was a kid. Mm. That's very interesting you said that because I had some cousins who lived in Troy, Alabama. And I'm trying to remember the date. I uh, went there for vacation. It was in the mid I guess it was the early 80s mm. we went down and visited them. It's a small community. Pretty small, At least yeah. it was then. I don't still know if it's is. Okay. Still is. It's yeah. all built around the school. Yeah. 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 So that's great. So you're from there. About 30 minutes, you About said? About 30 minutes from there, yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's an interesting area through there. And I had a good time when I was, I was there. I remember it was very hot. <laughs> of course, I lived in Indiana when I was growing up. So from Indiana down to Troy, Alabama, that was a, a good hike. And South Alabama is super hot. Yeah. It Just sure don't is. have the breeze, though. Yeah. I can imagine. I remember the red clay. I do remember that as a kid. It seemed like everywhere I looked, the, the dirt was just red. Every single place you go, your your mom will yell at you. Don't get that. Don't get your uh, red clay on your jeans. Right. It's hard to get out. <laughs> That's for I'm sure. sure. Well, tell us a little bit about your your childhood. What was it kind of growing up in the Jones family? Brothers, uh, sisters, large families. Yeah, small. yeah. So I have I have one sister, and then I have a uh, then I have a half sister. Um, my dad was a, a master electrician, mm-hmm. so he was in the uh, electrical workers union. So up until I was about eight years old, they drug us all over the country. We lived in Illinois twice, um, and then once I was probably eight, um, they decided to take over my um, granddad's uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. 
So they became restaurant owners now for 18 years. What kind of restaurant years. was it? It was a country cooking restaurant. Yeah. Everything was fried to death, oh, and yeah. um, vegetables were cooked until they just had nothing left in them. You know, it's typical Southern stuff, sure. but it tastes so good. Oh yeah. Um, and so I grew up in the restaurant business. Um, you know, it was like a struggle and real young. You know, we didn't have a whole lot. I mean, there had times where my dad didn't have a job for the summer, mm. and we, you know, I remember living off of uh, tomato sandwiches. Oh, yeah. So uh, to this day, if you I offer still me, I enjoy a, that. I, well, yeah, I tell you what, if you offer me one, I'm like, I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> had <laughs> so enough many, of those. Had yeah. enough of those as right. it is. But then, but as time went on, you know, they, um, you know, they, they, they sort of prospered, but they were. Uh, very smart, uh, very frugal, uh, save their money, um, you know, that kind of thing. So even though we didn't have a whole lot, they, they sort of didn't let us know we didn't have a whole lot. Mm. You know, we kind of always had, you know, our needs were met, you right. know, if you will. And they certainly wanted me out of school to stay and take over the restaurant and do that sort of thing. But, you know, I only had one goal when I was in high school, and that was to get out of town. Mm. Uh, I just knew it was a it was a small town. There was nothing there. It was not growing. Still to this day, I think it's even shrunk yeah. since I've been there. So it's one of those dried up southern towns. But um, yeah, that was kind of the childhood. Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, journey from what you just described to being a chiropractor, and I know that's that's a that's a challenging journey. You don't just go to school for you know a year and then suddenly open Correct. your own business. So. Uh, many of our people listening have no idea what that even looks like to go from where you were to becoming a chiropractor. So how how many years you go to school? What does that process just overall look like? Yeah, including undergrad, it's very much like medical school. It's uh, it's a solid eight years. Um, medical school and chiropractic school um, look very similar in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they start to diverge where, you know, we put, put a lot more emphasis, you know, on x-ray and and you know diagnosis and those kinds of things um you know and and a lot more of course spinal anatomy and nervous system anatomy Um, and they're going to focus more on like microbiology and pharmacology Mm -hmm. you know and that that sort of a thing just one of those not right not wrong just different um but yeah i mean it's one of those things where um i got into it because uh, my parents being restaurant owners Mm -hmm. Um, anybody out there who's worked in a restaurant knows real hard work. Um, and, um, it's pretty physically taxing. It's early mornings, it's late evenings. It's, you know, going back later when the trucks come in with all the food and Mm -hmm. you have to get it ready and, and it just beats you up physically and it just whipped my mom, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, she, she tried everything under the sun, moon and stars. She she was one of those folks that lived off BC powders, you know? And she just couldn't take it anymore. And somebody said, Hey, you know, you should go see a chiropractor. And, and of course in our little town, we didn't have one. And we were like, I don't even know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so say she had to drive probably a half an hour uh, to see somebody. Um, but it totally transformed like her life. And I'd said, well, you know, I got to go check this out. So I decided I wasn't going to do what I was going to undergrad for. Um, found a school um, that I wanted to go to, which was kind of crazy because it was a thousand miles away from home. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been more than a half an hour from my parents. Wow. So, um, you know, we graduated undergrad, the wife and I, um, got married or she was already up there and then we got, she flew down, we got married. And then the day we got married, we started driving up there, wow. you know, <laughs> and then in two days we what made a great it. honeymoon. I, yeah. Yeah. The honey, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Um, but yeah. And then in two days we were up there and then about a month after we got there, um, I started school. And uh, then the journey began. And of course, it's like any other thing. It's like you think you know what it is when you get there. Yeah. But then when you really get into it, you're just like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But in a very positive way. Okay. Um, got out of school, um, finished all my requirements early, um, did an internship with a doc down in uh, what I call Whiteville, North Carolina, <laughs> or that's Whiteville. Right. Uh, they just say it a little different down there. They sure do. Um, and uh, that was a great experience, um, but then I just knew I wasn't going to be there long and just decided to go out on my own. We, we, uh, we'd get in the car with Ethan, who was about six months old, mm-hmm. and uh, we drove all over the state every weekend to find where we wanted to live. And we came up the coast and got to Elizabeth City late one night, stayed at the Hampton Inn, got up the now next day. what year day. was this? 2001. Okay. Yeah, and that's the same year I moved here. Yeah, yeah. What month in the um, year? I think we moved here in March. Okay, and yeah, we came in November. Yeah, so. somewhere around March, yeah. and then um, we didn't open our practice until July second of two thousand one. But the story is, we were we were at the Seven Eleven out here on Hughes Boulevard, mm-hmm. and parked in the back, and uh, we just sort of had that you know whisper in the ear, you know, mm-hmm. where it was like. 
you know, this is where you're going to be. And we had that weird moment where we both turned to each other at the same time and said, this is where we're going to be. Um, and, um, being too, uh, young and, you know, uh, crazy kids who didn't know any better. Um, and, and good and good thing. Uh, we listened Mm -hmm. and, uh, went back to the guys working for us. Like, Hey man, I'm out of here. And in about three weeks we moved up here. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know a soul. took us about four months. We opened the office from scratch and that is, you know, then the rest is history. Wow. And Elizabeth yeah. City has changed uh, a decent amount since 2001. New, yeah. new restaurants, new some new uh, road systems and different things like that. So when you first came, that was a, a, a ch- I'm sure a lot of people would have said, why there? You know, why are you starting a, a business there in that little small community? But you stuck it out. Yeah, to- totally stuck it out. You know, I think it was, you know, it was just one of those, I always say it's like divine intervention. Yeah. You know, just one of those things where, we, you know, we were looking for a small town. We weren't looking to live in some big major mm-hmm. metropolitan area, and we wanted a good place to raise kids. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we think that's we right. It. That's been one of the, probably the best things about us living here with our three kids. It's just, uh, you know, the small community. We have access to to Virginia if we choose to go up for different, you know, things. But yet, schools are small. People know you, you know, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it's a great place to just raise your family and yep. keep somewhat calm. You know, instead of all the hustle and bustle of all the traffic and, and big cities. For sure. They have their advantage, but so does a small town. Done it out. Well, I want to get into some of the details about what you do. But before I do that, I'd like to know what are, I ask most of the interviews this, uh, interviews yeah. this question. What is a, what, what are a few challenges in your career? I mean, here you are, you know, nearly 20 years um, beyond you know, getting your education, opening yeah. up your practice. I'm sure you know many things now that you didn't know then. Just looking over these last 16 years, 17 years, what, what are a few of the most pressing challenges in your career? Man, I could, you know, the ones from today? <laughs> I, <understand. laughs> I mean, is it about yeah. opening the business itself, getting yeah, it started, yeah, the yes. patient care, getting marketing? Just kind of what's, what are a few of the challenges? Just challenges with all of those. I would say probably the biggest challenge over the years has been you know, and I think I think you probably see this, um, you know, in the pastoral world. You know, it's yeah. like it's like identity. You know, yeah. it's really just finding, you know, in uh, knowing who you are and what you want to really do, and what's the impact that you want to have on the people who um, are in your, you know, circle of influence or yeah. potentially mm-hmm. in your circle of influence. And I've been down a lot of roads. You know, I've been down roads where I've, I've listened to the wrong people. Hmm. You know, I thought I wanted to to practice this way, but, you know, and that's sort of the, the, the beauty of chiropractic and sort of the, one of the worst things about it is there's so many different ways to practice. Meaning you could do, you could do a pediatric, pediatric practice. You could do a geriatric practice. You could do a sports practice. You could do a family practice. It's all kinds of different ways you could go. It's all about what you want to do. Um, so it took me a while to figure out exactly like the style, uh, of practice that I wanted to do and the impact that I wanted to have, with people. Um, so, but once I got that, once I got that dialed in, um, it was just a matter of, um, resisting sort of my natural ability to take something simple and make it complex. Hmm. Um, where, uh, where now I'm able to really take, um, things that are complex and really simplify them down, not only from running a business, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, uh, communicating like our message, you know, keeping it really, really simple. Um, and at the same time, how do we get results and get them as quick as we possibly can? Because the society that we live in is, you know, I mean, our attention spans are super short. Yep. And, um, you know, healing certainly takes time and repetition. But how quickly can we get it done with, with the tools that we have and with what a person would bring us? You know, yep. so I would say I'd say identity and, and, and figuring that out. And for people who do that really quickly, I mean, they you know, they can really, you know, do some amazing things for me. It just took a while. Yeah. Now I would imagine many of the people listening uh, to the podcast have never made an appointment with a chiropractor or never been to one. Mm -hmm. Why in, you know, knowing what you know, I think it's very interesting, your story about your mom and kind of come full circle and and being able now to provide the help that, that you wish your mom could have found more quickly then. Why to speak to the people who are listening, driving down the road right now, sitting at home, maybe they're in their office why should they visit a chiropractor? Why make an appointment and come into an office? Give me your kind of your, your shot there of yeah, why they should do good it. Good question. That's a great question, and I'll do it by asking a question, which is, or just maybe telling a little story. So I would say imagine 
going 30, 40, 50 years of your life and not brushing your teeth at all, Hmm. you know, and waking up one day with a mouthful of cavities and wondering how in the world did this even happen? You know, how come nobody told me uh, that I should be brushing my teeth and flossing and doing those kinds of things? And my question to the people out there would be, when was the last time they had their spine and their nervous system checked? Like their Hmm. dentist would check their teeth, Hmm. you know? And the answer for most people is going to be never, uh, unfortunately. And it's, you know, I would say probably fault on our profession, you know, for not being better communicators as to the the importance of that. Because uh, I think most people, you know, sort of think of chiropractors as like a bone doctor, you know. Not entirely true. I mean, more like a, a nervous system doctor. Because, you know, we take a look at the structure. Uh, we make sure that's um, straight. And we all know, you know, the brain, the nervous system runs every organ tissue cell and system is just the way God made us. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, you know, there's no other way around it. And then all the rest of our systems support the nervous system, meaning like the circulatory system feeds it blood and oxygen. You know, the respiratory system gives it oxygen. You know, this skeletal system protects it. Uh, but it is vulnerable, you know, at the spine level. So uh, when uh, you have, you know, misalignments of the spine, it affects the nerve conduction. So basically it's like having a frayed wire or like maybe somebody flipped the switch in your breaker box. Yeah. Um, but our bodies are so smart that they don't always shut completely down. Like it don't, they don't stop. We can still get from point A to point B. We're just not at 100% of our optimum potential, hmm. you know, and I feel like that's what my role is. And most people are going to come with some sort of symptom or something, which is, which is totally fine. Um, but, you know, for those that um, want to be at their best and maybe they're, they don't have like symptoms now, but they want to take their health like to the next level and that's something that they've never checked out, then they should definitely definitely take a look at it. So, of course, you see visiting a chiropractor as more preventative rather than just, you know, reactionary to I've got pain. I think a lot of people, I'm just speaking just as an average person sitting out there looking at the marketing and talking to people. I think the image maybe a lot of people have of of visiting a chiropractor is you go when you've had an accident, you know, when you're unable to walk without pain, you're waiting on the the tooth as you use the, you know, the, the, the example of a dentist, you're waiting for the tooth to break off or you have severe pain. But many people will visit a dentist on a consistent basis so they never get to that point. Right. But yet I think a lot of people think about visiting a chiropractor is going to be, well, I don't need to go. Like I don't, I don't have any pain. Sure. I'm able to walk. I'm able to play sports or whatever. So what are, what are maybe a few of the, of the benefits that they would possibly like, maybe they're missing certain things and they don't even know they're missing it. Yeah. And if they go and see and and visit a chiropractor, here are a few things that you will notice immediately in, in, in your, you know, in your health or your comfort or your sleep or what. What are a few things? Yeah, and then to circle back around to what one of the things that you said, um, I mean, it's taken the dental profession a hundred years to get to that point, hmm. you know, to where they've done that, and still. So only, a long time ago, it was more of the pull, I got a pulling pain, teeth. Therefore, go to they, a dentist. They made okay. their money pulling teeth. Okay, um, and then one guy um, basically started the hygiene movement, and and still to this day, only fifty percent of the Americans, probably around fifty percent, um, see a dentist on a regular basis. Okay. You know. Um, so I would say the benefits, um, certainly there are relief benefits, I mean, feeling better, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, but th- I mean, everybody wants that. Sure. Um, but I would say the most common things that we see, what I call chiropractic miracles are things like more energy, you know, sleeping better. Um, I would say there are other ones. I mean, we even see, you know, I see like little babies where, you know, they're, um, they don't, uh, you know, they, their colic is better. Their ear infections are better. Uh, mobility is better. People just have a lot more range of motion. They're more flexible. They're more athletic. Um, they can go out and perform, you know, the activities that they want to do uh, from there. But I've seen everything from, you know, indigestion, heartburn, um, you know, constipation, you know, those kinds of things all change. Okay, so so tell me, what is it that you do, you perform? Sure. What happens that causes someone or helps a person sleep better yeah like what happens in the body that allows them to sleep or what is it preventing them from getting a a night's restful night of sleep that you then step in and help good question yeah sleep is a tough one just because there's so many different things that cause a person not to sleep well Mm -hmm. um but i would say that one of the main things is their just normal rhythm is off okay um like so like what some people would call a circadian rhythm 
So what happens is uh, their body's under a tremendous amount of stress, and when you're under a tremendous amount of stress, you're going to produce stress hormones. Okay. And stress hormones are the ones that wake you up in the morning, you know, and kind of keep you awake. But some people, their uh, their rhythms are off where those hormones are happening, and they're at nighttime. So they're mm-hmm. trying to go to bed, and their stress hormones are surging through their system, and they're just like, I just can't go to sleep. Or their blood sugar will drop in the middle of the night, you know, and then the stress stress hormones will kick in and it'll wake them up. So let me let me repeat a little bit of that back to make sure I understand. So you're saying that your body naturally has these stress hormones that help you wake up, correct? And they 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 need to produce your body needs to produce these hormones to to awaken you in the morning so you can get up and you don't stay asleep all day. Yep. You're saying the rhythm is off, so some of these stress hormones can kick in at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And you don't know why you're awake. And yep. some people have just learned to live with it, I guess. Correct. Because I talk to so many people. Or they've here. compensated with, you know, sleep, um, medis- sleep medications or- and things like that. You know, it certainly has can have a whole host of side effects. But my role is very simple. Um, it is to balance the nervous system, you know, and that's really what chiropractic is on the map for. And that's okay. what we're designed to do. So. So when someone comes in, um, and granted, these are typically what I call um, side benefits mm-hmm. um, that people get. Um, they may not necessarily come for sleep issues. Right. Some do. I mean, it's it's pretty rare, but it's usually like the third or fourth one down their list. Okay. Um, they're coming for the primary one, but then these other things happen after we get a chance to mm-hmm. work with them. Uh, but for me, um, again, uh, as a chiropractor, we're going to work on those uh, spinal misalignments that they have that's, in, that's interfering with their body's ability to heal, function, and operate the way it was designed to do. And then as a result of that, what ends up happening is they become more balanced. Their little rhythms start to even out. Their body's under less stress. So the body says, hey, we don't need to, we don't need to produce those stress hormones the way that we were doing it. They come down. And then they end up sleeping better. And granted, most of the time um, when people are seeing me, um, if they're listening to anything I put out online or read my blog or watch my Facebook lives and things like that, and they're implementing some of those other lifestyle strategies, those things are probably helping them out too. Mm -hmm. What is the common reason most people come to see you? Um, they typically are going to have some sort of physical ailment, you know, but because, um, we kind of do, we're, we have a bit of a head to toe practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just not a whole lot of things that, um, we can't have an impact on. So, um, I do a lot of extremity work, which is basically hips down, shoulders down. And is that due to pain they're experiencing? Is that why most typically some in? sort of symptom? Yeah. Cause you know, it's just how it is. We were, we've all been trained that symptoms drive action. And, mm-hmm. and if you feel good and you look good, you're healthy, which is totally not true. Um, cause people drop dead of heart attacks every That's day. Right. They felt fine. You know, they get diagnosed with cancer and they felt fine. You know, we just been trained to think that, um, you know, looking good and feeling good is, is healthy. Um, but really health is about how your body functions. You yeah. know, if everything is working the way that it should, then we're well, you know, so. Do you have any idea how many people out, you know, out of a hundred actually go and, and visit a chiropractor? What the percentage is? Seven to nine percent. Seven to nine. Yeah. Okay. And how many do you think could actually benefit? I mean, you know, a significant benefit in their life if they actually would come in? Good question. So my perspective is everybody has a spine. Everybody has a nervous system. And if it's out of balance and you bring it into balance, that person's going to have a benefit. They may or may not have a significant benefit in maybe the symptom that they're trying to to resolve because there could be other issues that are right. going on. Some lifestyle recommendations, they could probably do much better. Um, but they're they're going to have a benefit uh, because the body functions better when the nervous system functions the way that it was designed to do. Yeah. So some people could come in on a consistent basis. And what, what would be considered consistent? Like what would you recommend someone De- to come in? Uh, yeah, it depends. It depends on the person. I mean, well, we, Just preventatively. Yeah, if someone preventi- comes in yeah, and they're feeling okay. If you, if you look at the research literature, um, it depends on what they're trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're trying to prevent joint de- degeneration, like wear and tear, arthritis, you know, that sort of stuff, research on that is very clear. Um, if there's lack of mobility for two weeks or more, um, you start to have irreversible joint damage. So if a person, you know, was to do every other week, I mean, me personally, um, I'm a very active guy. We'll probably get to that later. Um, I mean, I get checked, uh, by my chiropractor weekly. So, um, that's just something I'll do probably until I croak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check my kids, you know, weekly, my wife weekly. Um, I have a lot of folks that see me weekly. Uh, and again, it's not, they're not trying to get rid of 
any problem because of that. It's just they see the benefit in their life, so they decide to do it. It's not a um, it's not a need. Just like you don't need to go to the dentist. You know, mm-hmm. you go because you want to go. Sure. You know, and that's and that's what they're doing. So, but you know, that's an option, and that's a choice that they make on their own. Um, you know, and that they decide to do. Yeah. All right. So someone's out there listening, and they're like, you know what? Maybe a few of the symptoms I have or lack of sleep or digestion or whatever could be related to my system being out of line. Um, so they schedule an appointment and they say, okay, I'm going to go in and they're a little nervous, not sure what's going to happen. So walk us through a little bit of what that initial appointment will look like. What can they expect if they call you? And you can't speak for all offices, but if they call you, yeah, yeah. you know, and they, they come in, what's that going to look like? Uh, I, I can tell you what I think should happen uh, and will happen in our office. Um, when they when they call, um, they're going to be greeted by uh, a very pleasant person on the phone. When they come in, uh, they're going to get a smile. Um, they're going to get called by their name. Um, they're going to be very well taken care of. Um, uh, and in short order, um, they'll go to the back. They'll sit down with uh, either me or one of my team. We'll have a very thorough health history uh, with them because uh, we want to fully understand what's going on with them and how to serve them the best, what their you know, sort of goals and aspirations are, what are they wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do our, we do our, our physical exam. Uh, we even do three-dimensional posture exam. We you know, scan head to toe. Um, we take our own x-rays in the office. Uh, we even take our own motion films uh, when necessary. Um, and then uh, what I do is I take everything and study it. You know, uh, and I think I think that should happen uh, for any doc. You know, the, and I think the patient would want, uh, the public would want someone to take the care to really study what's happening with them. Okay, so you're looking but, at what I'm hearing you say is more of a custom approach to this person. I think it should be custom right. uh, because every single person who comes in is different. I mean, right. you can't look at someone. And that's and why just, you do the full assessment of their health totally. and history and all that because a person totally. may need a different, obviously. A, answer to their question. Uh, totally. I mean, people are important. People are valuable and, um, and they deserve, you know, I think right. that level of care. I mean, I just think that's, I just think that should be the standard, you yeah. know? Um, and then, you know, and then I make my recommendations, you know, based on that. And, uh, most folks I see, I can help them. There's a, there's a few that come in that I can't help. And I just, I just let them know that and get them to somebody. Now, what, what, I'm, that's very interesting. What would be a reason you can't help them? It's gone too far. Okay. Yeah. Well, now what you got to tell me? What does that look like? It doesn't. I mean, what would a person? What yeah. I'm saying is, what what would a person be experiencing, or yeah. what are some other symptoms so, that you just go? This is so. Too if far. they had, yeah. So let's say, um, you know, let's say they're starting to have, um, you know, bowel and bladder issues, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is uh, this is more uh, deeper neurological issue, or they're mm-hmm. having. Uh, or maybe they're just having a, t- a tremendous amount of deterioration in their joints and it's just too far uh, to make any real positive impact. You know, like we might be able to make them feel better, but we really we really won't be changing their life. You know, it's kind of kind of gone too far down that road. Um, you know, there are guys out there that are good at that kind of thing, you know, and I, I'm not one of them. Um, so I, I have my limitations. Okay, so you're saying there are some people who are, uh, who take, Maybe some of the people that you would say is too far, you would yeah. recommend them to go see this particular sure. doctor or a specialist For in sure. that area. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And is that 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 line they crossed? Does it have a lot to do with age? Uh, typically, like your not. body can heal better in your twenties and without a doubt, you can okay. heal heal better when you're younger. But I think it's it's much more of a wear and tear issue. You know, okay. previous traumas, falls, accidents, injuries, you know, repetitive stress jobs, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it just tends to wear on people. Unfortunately. Um, oftentimes by the time we cross the symptom line, we start having symptoms. Um, you know, it's, it's been in there for a while. Um, but those, again, those are pretty rare. Um, you know, I, so I out of, out of 10, you would see, or even out of a hundred, how many you think? Out of a thousand. I mean, oh, it'd be, really? more, it'd be okay. more like, you know, just less than a handful. Okay. Yeah. So this is, so most everyone who comes in can get some benefit, some relief, some without help. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. How about how about age? I'm curious about that. You mentioned about your kids are now, but you have teenagers though. Yeah. Did this? What would you recommend to a parent when? Because the child's still growing, they're obviously their skeleton's still growing, their bones, all that. So yeah. when do you recommend a parent take in? Is it a child? They wait till you in their teens, or well, it's kind of that 
age, perfect age to go ahead and start this process? Good question. Um, so for me with my kids, um, and certainly I, I have a different lens that I'm looking through, you know, in a different set of, um, in different background mm-hmm. that I'm looking at. But again, that baby's born, um, typically pretty traumatically, you know, I mean, you know, they go from the womb, which is large and warm and dark and quiet, right. you know, into like bright lights yeah. and down a narrow canal and somebody grabs their head and pulls on it hard and twists them one way and twists them the other just to get them out. So yeah. oftentimes, you know, the first misalignments happen there. Mm. So I checked my kids, um, immediately when they were born. I mean, my son had a, tra- had a traumatic birth. Um, and I don't know that he would be here today. Had we not, had we not done what we did with him from a chiropractic perspective. So, I mean, he had an APGAR score of like zero or one, wow. you know, um, he was blue. I mean, he had a port in his head. I mean, it was, it was a mess. Um, okay. I'm hearing you say that there are, our babies experience birth trauma. Sure. Need the help, the assistance of a chiropractor at, at that age. Yeah. But I would imagine most, uh, pediatricians, most, um, obstetricians are not, skilled and I don't I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it mm-hmm. or not prepared not looking for that they need Probably a chiropractic help for, at that time yeah I mean they they have they have their they have their specialty they have their their skills and their job and is to birth the baby totally. and make sure get them the out baby there overall is healthy get them health overall healthy overall you know they make it you know the whole all of that um, again it's just one of those things where they're just two different playing fields right. you know that we're on we're just uh, probably goals are different, you know, in terms of that. Um, so if that child has any kind of birth trauma that the way that you've described yeah. it, that could affect that child's life and, and into their teen years, adult years, et cetera. Without a doubt. Yeah. And you don't just grow out of that. No, you don't grow out okay. of that. It doesn't just go away. Um, you know, and, and again, I think as children are developing, that's also a really good time because, you know, you, we want them to grow up strong. We want them to grow up, you know, as healthy as possible. We want their, their structure to be good because most of them are going to go out there and play sports and they're mm-hmm. going to have collisions and in a lot of, you know, and you look at the literature, I mean, like the thing today, I mean, it's concussions, you yeah. know, and things like that. I mean, you can't have a concussion with enough of a force to, to, to go unconscious in a hit to the head that is not going to affect the neck, you know, the, the, the upper part of the back, those kinds of things. And typically when they get hit, they're going to, they're going to land on the ground pretty hard so, so kids take a lot of jolts and granted they come out of that and they're, you know, they're, they're conscious, you know, and everything like that, but it doesn't mean something didn't happen, you know? So even more concerning to a parent who has a child in sports. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more of a reason to make sure they go in and get checked their, out. Yeah. For checked sure. Out. Yeah. Now I imagine that you help them with a holistic approach to health. Yeah. It's not just about their spine and their yeah. neck. You're going to approach diet. You're going to approach overall exercise and ways to help them stay healthy, correct? If they want, yeah, yeah, if they want. That's why we have all the different avenues that we have, like I said, like the blog, the Facebook Lives, the all the emails and, you know, the handouts and right. all the other things like that, just so they have the opportunity to be able to do it. Because there's no magic pill. Classes, you don't come no. in and just help you align your spine and all of a sudden you're healthy in all the other areas. Yeah, I mean, because most people, I mean, that's why I think a multi-therapeutic approach is the right. way to go. You know, you got to have, you just, you know, if you, you can do one way and that's, and that's fine. You're going to have a linear result, but if you start doing other things, you're going to have a much more, um, f- a bigger fast track you right. know, to getting better. Let me, another question regarding, um, physicians, just the, the average family physician, yeah. a person goes in for a physical, how, what kind of relationship, and I'm, I'm sure that it depends on the doctor, but just overall in general, what kind of relationship exist between the family physician and the chiropractor are are they recommending chiropractors as much as they should do they just kind of try to take care of it all in their office and there's not a lot of recommendations do you guys want more of that partnership with physicians or is it maybe very healthy today i just don't know uh yeah i mean i think it's it's certainly not where it's not where it was uh, which was not a good place okay uh, so before. there was a time that for it wasn't sure, good for sure why and, is that uh good that's a good question I'll, i can i'll just give you the, the quick rundown um this is probably 1950s 1960s maybe even on into the 70s um you had the uh, american medical association that had basically just tried to wipe us off the planet, you know, mm. um, and because of competition, competition, or, okay. it, they went all, this is a, this is a whole Supreme court case. Really? Um, yeah, you can look it up. It's Wilk W I L K versus the AMA. Mm. Um, some of the most tragic language I ever heard in my life. 
on something like that. But in that sort of, you know, you kind of, you know, that's where some of maybe like, uh, I guess you, what some people would call negative brand equity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of came from, uh, was that it was the whole campaign. Meaning but, that for the average person, just meaning that a, but they get branded in a negative way. Correct. Correct. And you keep saying that, and you keep saying that, and eventually that becomes it. the brand of yeah. a chiropractor. Correct. Don't trust them. They Correct. don't know what Correct. they're Correct. doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I found um, all the medical physicians that I've dealt with and talked to, wonderful people, so loving. Mm-hmm. They love their patients. They 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 love taking care of their folks. Um, you know, and you know they got a hard. They got it hard. You know what I mean? They have like you know they got deadlines and time and all these other challenges in their own businesses and trying to take care of everybody. I mean, there's so many like sick suffering people out there, you know, and they're just, they're doing the best they can, um, you know, and trying to make the best referrals that they can and, and those kinds of things. But referrals, you know, I mean, they just come down to a relationship when they don't know, you know, it's like, if you don't know somebody, you're not, you most likely are not going to refer to them. So, um, now, but I have, are, are there many chiropractors in, in business? I mean, I was like, is every city, I mean, cause there's doctors, it seems like everywhere. I would but say I mean, across, yeah, across the United States, probably about 70,000. Okay. Right but what is that? Can, what, any idea what that, you know, how many family practitioners and the reason I'm asking is because mm-hmm. you said about relationship, it's possible yeah. that there are some cities where there are some really good doctors, but the doctors, the physicians, the family, phys- the general practitioners, Maybe they just don't know a great chiropractic. Maybe there's just not a, a chiropractor, uh, you know, a business in their area, and therefore they're not recommending. And that's just, possible, yeah. And, and and maybe the maybe the chiropractor just is not reaching out. Okay, um, so it's because, marketing and well, all of it's that. yeah, it's that. But you know, it's one of those things where you know the doctor's not going to come say, hey, you know, um, I'd like to right. learn more about you so I can okay. send people to you. You know, that kind of a thing. They're busy. You right. know what I mean? They got right. families too. They got rounds to do. They got all these other kinds of things. You know. Um, so, uh, as with any relationship, it's, it's, it's time dependent, you know, right. so you've got, you got to invest and do all those kinds of things. So, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's very helpful. No, I appreciate I was, that. Uh, new for me just learning kind of the history of that and, and how all that works. Well, let's change a little bit direction and talk a little it. bit more about you as a, as a person and mm-hmm. kind of what mm-hmm. you do in our community. I know that you get an opportunity occasionally to speak at different community events and some churches and etc. You mentioned about a blog, I mm-hmm. believe, and mm-hmm. also a podcast. I know you yep. have that available too. So when you get a chance to, to maybe go into a church or a business or a community event, what is a favorite topic? I'm obviously being a chiropractor, but I mean, maybe you have an area that you come in and you just, you love to talk about this. Yeah. What, what would that be? Well, Public speaking is probably one of the things I love to do the most. Um, so pretty much any topic I'm going to love, but Guys, it's going to just depend on um, what do you often get asked on the, to come in and speak I, about? I would say, you know, I, I just recently did one for the city um, for it was probably 150 employees, um, neck and back safety. So that was mm-hmm. really important. Um, and, and I do enjoy that kind of a thing. So anything that we can do that's preventative, I love that. Um, I have a huge passion for like women's health. So um, things like, you know, natural solutions to hormone problems, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things. I love that. Um, anything stress related, um, you know, lowering workplace stress, um, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, anything wellness oriented. I'm just, I'm all about it, you know, and that's probably one of the things I don't really talk about it too much, but, uh, I'm also a certified health coach, um, Mm -hmm. through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is, I think is the largest, uh, nutrition school on the planet. Um, so I'm very passionate about nutrition and uh, I don't really have any dogma that I, uh, prescribed to, you know, I think, uh, I just try to curtail my recommendations to, you know, the person in front of me. Yeah. How often do you get a chance to come in and, and speak in places? How many times a year do you get a chance? Um, I'll probably do how many talks I'll do in a month. Um, I'll do anywhere between probably two to four. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I could certainly do more. I love doing, uh, all my community workshops. Um, uh, other than the ones I probably host in my office and like when I go to businesses and churches and stuff like that, you know, there's no charge. It's totally right. free. Yeah. Um, I just enjoy doing it. enjoy sharing and enjoying yeah. helping well, the, people. Well, the, the side effect of that and benefit to that is obviously the marketing. I mean, because you're getting a chance. I'll just, you know, just watching your business from afar, you, you have a positive image. Uh, you're out there in, in, in the public. Um, you're easy to find, mm-hmm. you know, we see you on Facebook. We see you in, in the whole social media movement mm-hmm. in our community. Um, I know you've partnered with Anna Coker 
yeah. uh, before. Anna's been on our, our podcast Sweet a couple lady. times. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have her back soon. Just about emotional health and relational yep. health and all that. So you work with other people. Mm-hmm. So you bring in the, the spiritual side because you partner with churches, yep. meaning that yep. you come in and you attend yep. a church and also yep. the emotional, relational side and the physical side and health side. So yep. there, you come at that holistic approach, mm-hmm. which I think is unique. Now, maybe more chiropractors are that way and I just don't know. But They're it not. seems like yeah, that you come in a unique way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very good. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about personal growth. Yeah. Um, what what is one habit? And I know you have many that you mm-hmm. would recommend. Mm-hmm. But what is one habit? Uh, the average person listening to this podcast, if you could speak into their life and say, "Listen, I know you're busy. You've got kids. You've got a job. You've got a house to clean. You've got you know all the different things you're doing. If you could do this one habit, develop this one habit, I think this would probably help you more than any other area of your life. Just something." Dr. Jones would recommend for them to develop in their life. Read. Read. Yeah. Well, now Number you're one speaking thing. my language. Number one that. thing, read or audiobooks, either okay. one. Um, I like them both, you know, depending on the season I'm in. is going to depend on the one I'm going to do more. But, I mean, there's a book, there is a blog, there's a, you know, anything and everything you, you could get your hands yeah. on. We live in the greatest time ever right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, anything you ever want to learn about, you can you can do it. Um, you can shortcut the learning process. I mean, it's just, I call it time traveling. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can just, you can really can learn anything you want. I mean, if you take the top five books in whatever it is you want to learn about and read those books, I mean, you're just as much, I mean, an expert as most people, Absolutely. you know, in that, in that arena. So yeah, yeah. I would, that's what I would say. Well, I love that. I think I could do a whole podcast with you just on the, the power of reading and oh, what yeah. you can learn. Unfortunately, uh, in my um, you know, career and, and ministering and counseling and interacting with hundreds of people, many people do not read. Yeah. And often the questions they ask me, um, the answers are very easy to find. They're yeah. right there. If they would simply just crack a book open, read just a little bit. I'm amazed. I was reading something this morning, actually, I thought was interesting. I'm going to be talking about this in an upcoming message. Um, the average American spends 15 hours per month complaining about his or her boss. Mm. thought that was very interesting. They spend 15 hours a month on average. So we're talking about three, almost three hours, more than three hours a week wow. just complaining about their employer. And the author who was writing this, I was reading behind, was just saying, can you imagine if that person would take those 15 hours a month, which they're not going to change their boss by complaining about him or her. They're not going to, they're only going to make themselves feel worse, stressed Mm -hmm. out. And imagine if they would apply that to one skill. Yeah. They would practice the piano for 15 hours a month, or they would get into sports, you know, into sports or ride a bike or read. Imagine how far along they would be if they dedicated almost four hours a week reading in one subject. Literally within a year, they would almost be an expert in that one area if they would simply take the time they give I to know. complaining. So it, there's so much uh, wasted time mm-hmm. in, in social media and in TV and all the different things that are there. So yeah. absolutely, I agree with you 100%. Reading is just powerful. And I think the beauty of it is is that nobody ever said you have to read the book cover to cover. That's right. You can skip to the good that's stuff. That's exactly and right. Just, and yeah. get the good stuff and then and you don't have to finish the book. Yeah, that's you know? right. I'll tell you a little secret I, I picked up from someone a while back who reads a lot. And he was saying that he was in a class, it was in a, a graduate class, and the professor was, was coming out quizzing the students, uh, would quiz them often. And he had read the material, mm-hmm. but he was not getting the answers well, you know, correct, yeah. as quickly as this guy sitting beside him. And uh, this guy just kept rattling off the answers. And uh, after a few of those sessions, he finally asked his, his, his classmate, dude, what's up? You know, you seem to answer every question, and I'm reading the material not getting it. He said, look, he said, I just read the first sentence of every paragraph. That's what he said. He said, wow. I just read the first sentence of every paragraph. He slows down like during the intro or maybe the concluding paragraph of the chapter. And if there's anything he's not real familiar with or need something that's very important, he'll slow down. But other than that, he hits the highlights. He said almost every question the professor asked me comes out of the first sentence of every paragraph. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. And he said, I just began reading. I began skimming, mm-hmm. picking excellent books mm-hmm. and then reading quickly. And digesting a, a ton of material, and you, you're ama- It's amazing how much your brain will pick up, and when you need it, it's there. Yep. So what a great habit to, to have. Good old eighty twenty yeah. rule. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so what do you recommend? Uh, now we're talking about reading. G- give yeah. me a book or two, or maybe a podcast you listen to. Ooh. Something that you would say, okay, 
And I know, I know it somewhat depends on the person and maybe yeah. the subject, but just something that you would well, say, hey, here's a book I recently read and loved or, yeah. or whatever. So I, I'm really, I'm very practically brained. Okay. So if, if it's not like a step-by-step how to learn something, you know, I I'm not really a pleasure reader. Um, so a lot of the books I read, like if I go back to classics that I really like, things like Good to Great by Jim mm-hmm. Collins, uh, Double Double by uh, Cameron Harold, yeah. amazing book. Uh, if you want to, if you want to just like get an MBA th- from a book, hmm. you know, that's, that's the one double, 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 double. Yeah. By Cameron Harold. Yeah. Cameron Harold. Cameron Harold. Okay. Yeah. Um, and good to great, by the way, is excellent book. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I would say books, you know, if you want books on leadership, anything by, uh, Andy Stanley, uh, John Maxwell, okay. um, anything, Dan Sullivan, uh, yep. incredible. Um, you know, so I like that sort of stuff. Podcasts. I go back and forth. I mean, there's health podcasts that mm-hmm. I listen. I'm a big Ben Greenfield guy. He's kind of crazy, but but he's got good stuff and he's well read. Um, you know, but I, I listen to guys like Joe Polish and Dan Sullivan um, on their like I think it's Genius Network and, they and that stuff's all free. Yeah, that's what's amazing. Totally all free. that information's free. And your car is a rolling library. That's exactly you right. Just hook, plug it in. Yeah. Everybody's got a smartphone. Just plug the thing in. Listen yeah. to it. Turn Instead off. of wasting time on news, turn off the radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no. all they're going to do is argue the entire right, exactly. hour on your way to work. You bet. Yeah. That's that's an additional fifteen yeah. to sixty hours that's a, exactly a, a right. month that we're uh, we're going to complain on. So, so that would be the ones. Um, some of that's the ones good. that I listen to. Yeah, but that's there's good. others. But you know, right off the top of my head, yeah. All right. So you're a busy guy. You got two yeah. kids. A wonderful marriage. Business. But you got some hobbies, I'm sure. Yeah. Some, maybe some stress relievers in your life, some things you really enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, let us know a little bit about maybe one or two hobbies that you, know, you engage in. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I At this point, I really only have one. Um, and about three or four years ago, I just got really dialed into Spartan races. So okay. it's, yeah, so it's basically um, uh, old, it's, it's sort of old, adult playgrounds basically okay. so it's like a it's like an adventure race slash obstacle race uh, kind of american ninja warrior meets, i was gonna ask meets, you is it meets, a, like that? meets a marathon you know okay that kind of deal okay um you know and you get a little bit muddy you get a little bit dirty uh, you're lifting things you're carrying things where's the running. closest one around here um well the closest one is in fayetteville uh, okay. which is coming up um in uh, may of this we're, we're putting a team together by the way so oh, yeah. if you want to join our team <laughs> okay it's team dominate no i'm just kidding <laughs> no you can join if you want um but yeah it's on uh, that's may 13th um but yeah how and often do you get a chance to participate so i'll run three or four of those a year wow. um typically i'm gonna i'm running uh, the 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 fayetteville one back to back so saturday and sunday two different lengths of races i'm running that one, one and obviously you got to be in good shape i mean that's not something you can that's just start the, out at. that's the hard part the hard right. part is you got to get yourself in shape to do it um but then um yeah and then i've got one later on in the year and then i'll, I'll probably do another one so yeah and that's fun to you it's good times. Okay, I love great. it. Absolutely right. love it. So tell me what is a day off for Dr. Jones? What would be a perfect day for you to just unplug and have a day off? What would it look like? Good question. Um, I, You know, being active, is, I would like that. So maybe hiking or something like that. But, you know, even just going to the beach, just mm-hmm. laying on the beach, just kind of listening to the um, – and, of course, my wife and kids, they need to be there for it to be the perfect day. Right. And just listening to the water and, you know, watching people and, you know, kicking back and just catching so some So not race. too complicated. No. Not too high not. maintenance N- for you. Just Yeah. Cheaper <laughs> the better. Just away from everything sure. and unplug a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm a natural introvert. I mean, that's probably. Right. Are you? Yeah. I mean, that's probably the one thing um, that I think most people find surprising. Okay. You know, because um, they're like, man, like you're in your office and, you know, and you're like, how can you get up and do the public speaking thing and be like a, be a total introvert? And if I was being real transparent, I would say I'm even like socially awkward. You know, mm. it's like I'm not going to be the life of the party. Um, I'm probably not going to be the person to kick off an amazing conversation and keep right. it going, you know, and things like that. You know, I, I, I struggle with that. It's probably, you know, my kryptonite, uh, I would say. Um, so, yeah, just powering down. That's pretty much that's pretty much a perfect day for me. Yeah. Well, now, being an introvert, I would imagine you've got to, you, you obviously prepare your talks very well then. Most introverts, you know, 
They're not the going to be too ex- best extemporaneous. You know, yeah, they're going to prepare. They're going to make yeah. sure they've got it under control. Yeah. So that's going to be, you, you feel most comfortable either by yourself with your family yep. or in a large room with a crowd where you're behind a podium or a mic or yep. standing in front of them. But Without the small talk in the room of 10 people and you got to go around and talk to everybody. I got a network. Just, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, and the people out there is like, yeah, I've yeah. seen you at events. You're terrible at it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's okay. Now yeah, they, now give they me understand. a microphone or I want to go home. Right? Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Get it. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, My honor yeah, to be here. Yeah, this is a real real treat to just be able to have you here. And I know a lot of people listening, uh, it's the first exposure to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you, it's it's the um, first time I've had an opportunity and privilege to sit down with a chiropractor and just learn about your business and learn about how the health benefits to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that b- people listening will say, you know what, I need to schedule an appointment. And obviously yeah. many of them listening are, do not live in this area. Yeah. But um, they can... Um, here's a, I just thought of this. Is is it possible? I'm sure it is possible, but let me ask you this. If they would call your office and say, hey, I was listening to the podcast, heard about you, but I live four hours away. Do you recommend someone? Do you guys have a network of, of totally people have you a would network. recommend? Okay. Usually, can, usually can hook people up pretty easily. Okay, um, good. Yeah, with, with, some, with some really – because, you know, I – um, I'm pretty stubborn, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, with my, my group of people, you know what I mean? Sure. So, uh, I like to hang out with guys that, you know, have a big vision yep. and, and really are into serving as many people as possible. Yep. So, so yeah, if we can, if we can hook them up with somebody in their area, they'll be, they'll yeah, be a just, super just because doc. a person has chiropractor behind their name or in front does not mean that you necessarily recommend a person to see that them there's different yeah. levels and qualities and for sure just yeah. like there is with dentists and medical that's folks exactly you know we've right. all been to so therefore get a recommendation sure that's my whole point that just that call that. your office and say listen i can't come to your office but you know i live in fayetteville or i live in florida or i live wherever uh, yeah. could you help me out a little bit yeah that's great happy to do well it. what is the what's the best way for people to contact you um, what's your website, phone yeah, number, yeah, yeah. anything like you want to yeah, give? Yeah, if, if it's local and, you know, there's anything that we can help you with or, or answer a question for you, the phone number's easy. It's 252-335-2225. Um, our Facebook fan page is probably a good place to connect with me. Okay. Um, you know, and just just punch in Dr. Jason Jones, Elizabeth City. It'll pop up. Okay. You can't miss us there. And we'll put a link right there, too. Yeah. Right in the podcast when people listen, I'll put a link to your office there for people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if they need uh, another way to get a hold of me, just connect with me through those two channels, and yeah. I, can, I can give them more details. Now, do you do much social media? Are you Instagram, Twitter? Do you do Facebook yourself personally, or mostly is it just Facebook? Not? I'm on I'm on Instagram. I don't do a whole lot with that on Twitter. Not don't do a whole lot with that. It's yeah. mostly Facebook. Um, so that's probably the best place to get a hold of me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. In fact, I'm going to have you. Um, we'll put we'll put a a couple of uh, links to the recommended recommended books. Yep. Okay. And even some podcasts that you mentioned. I'll get a link or two from those. We'll put that right there on the on, as they're listening, and they can follow along. Maybe pick up a couple of those books or whatever. And also put a link to your podcast too, so people can good. maybe follow there. Because uh, I'd love to see people learn not just about. Uh, what happens in the office when mm-hmm. they come see you, but what they could do at home yeah. and a holistic approach and health and all those different things there. And they can learn from you for sure. Well, Dr. Jones, thank you so much My for being privilege. with us. And it's been an honor. So you take bet. care. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the imperfect leader podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, please go by iTunes and give us a five-star rating and share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, I'd love to interact with you. You can reach me by visiting scottneal.me or like my page on Facebook at facebook.com slash scottneal online. I'd love to know what you're thinking and answer any questions you have.